there and welcome to From the Bottom Drawer, some gear from the archives. So between 2014 and 2018, the Dad Pants crew uh, did another podcast that has been scrubbed from the internet because it was a lot. Let's just put it that way. As the young people say, it was a lot. So, yes, it's no longer on the internet. There's some gear in there that we didn't really want on some sort of publicly searched record, all that sort of stuff. But it's Christmas. I thought over the next couple of days I might just drop a few little bits and bobs from the archives of that show. They're all nice and Christmassy related in in case you want something to listen to at Christmas if you're you know, off visiting family and they're getting a bit, you know, you need a bit of a break perhaps and go off and just listen to a bit of dad pants in the corner for a while. No, I'll be confused by that. You just look up, turn around and just see you in the corner with your headphones on. You go, no, 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 I need a break. I'm listening to dad pants. So, yes, without further ado, some Christmassy well, some Christmassy, see, some not so Christmassy bits from the archives. Have yourself a happy dad pants Christmas. Let your pants be tied From now on Our episodes will not be shy Come on, get some In Dad Pants Kitchen, baby You bring the pants And we'll bring the smiles If you're good, babe We'll even let you tear our trousers Hello, everybody Hello Hello Hello, Buckland Hello. And, Bring um, your madness onto this podcast For Merry our benefit Merry fucking Christmas period to you ah, Holiday greetings, as we say in PC mm. land mm. Oh, holiday, this episode's going to be Christmassy Go as all get out As we say in retail land <laughs> Happy go right. fuck yourself. Yeah. Wow, what about Merry Boxing go, Day Sales? Merry go fuck yourself. What about Boxing Day Sales? You love them? That's where everyone can't look. All right, can we, can we just start there? Can we start there? <laughs> I wondered what the hell happened there. I just thought there was just some sort of aneurysm. Glitch. All right. <laughs> before, we, before we go any further, Wiggins and I are actually in the same venue tonight. We are. So that's probably going to pose its own problem. <laughs> so. Up until this year, right, um, there's only been very select areas of the country that can actually open on Boxing Day. Most Boxing Day sales happen the day after Boxing Day. So now there's been new legislation and now everyone... Hang on, who got open. surprised by that? Yeah, someone was so surprised they dropped their calorie. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a spit take. I thought it was the fact that I used the word legislation. Was that your wife wondering where, where you've actually been on these Boxing Days when you said you've gone to work? <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't one of the few places where you The could. day that... 
Absolutely. So not Aaron, to make it worse. Bloody worse. I'm sorry. Hello. So we would be open. Now, who goes in to a store on Boxing Day mm. to return a set of headphones? We get answers, rhetorical or questions. To make, <laughs> or to make a, a complaint about a faulty computer or to stand in a fucking line that mm. is approximately anywhere between sort of 25 to 40 metres long at any particular stage of the day just to be a pain in the ass. That's what I fucking hate about strong, Boxing Day. Strong believers in uh, solving first world problems. Immediately. Yes. Just. <laughs> like, well, that's traditionally what Boxing Day is, right? Like they boxing used to is... box up all the old gifts and the old food and give it to the poor. That's right. At a disadvantage. So I am, I am now the poor in that. No, no, no. They're still the poor right. bringing their horrible gifts back and wanting recompense for their horrible mm. luck. Oh, okay. Okay, so you oh. are still the miser oh. at Christmas. You're going to fix their problem. It should be just disgruntled oh. day rather than Boxing Day, surely. Wiggins was renowned because tubes used to go and have a cyclical life, right? <laughs> yes, a life cycle of yeah. tubes where they'd be on the shelves yep. and then they'd disappear and then they'd come back. And it was purely, I thought, just for Wiggins' enjoyment because he'd get so excited. I just rock up tubes, Supermarket sandwich and mayonnaise sandwiches. Yep. Oh, what? Think for one sandwich or can I ask products? Oh no, one white sandwich. Bread, like white bread and tubes. White bread, mayonnaise and, and butter. Butter. And now let me ask you this: Did you feel? Yeah. Did you put the tubes on the side so the hole was facing up and fill them with mayonnaise? Oh, so you had a little mayonnaise happened. reservoir. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm sad. <laughs> because I didn't do that. You did it haphazardly. Oh, no, I, I would I'd lay them down. I'd lay them down and sort of crush them. Can I just say, this is the best Christmas episode of a podcast <laughs> I've ever listened to. Yeah. Do we do we have some actual content? Oh. We do, do we, I'm sure. I'm sure we've got some content. We can this grade is content. Some this is, how is that not content? This is A-grade stuff. Oh, no. planned content. <laughs> um... <laughs> Wiggins begging outside his shop for tubes come Boxing Day morning. So, so, oh, just, just, just leaving tubes, tubes for a minute. Um, oh, okay, yep. Just for a minute. Was the point of your story that you don't like <laughs> coming into your store on Boxing Day? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, uh, I take it back. That was a Christmas story. So, first of his miracle. <laughs> the only benefit to being in the same room as Wiggins is I can look at him in the eye, just turn my head and go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I needed to bring this up, and it's not Christmas-related, but it was just such an oddity from my wife that I, I needed to bring it Sexual to your oddity. attention. And Rhett, pretty much, yeah. I'm a bit concerned. Randomly, uh -huh. yesterday she mentioned that she thought Wiggins would make a good prison guard. Um, I would make a terrible prison guard. Yeah, yeah, no, but wait, wait. She said you'd make a very good prison guard if A, you got into shape, B, you changed your personality, and C, you started wailing with wailing on people with an enormous black club. So if you were someone completely different, <laughs> if you were the yeah. opposite of who you are, you would be perfect. You'd be a great prison guard. I would. <laughs> she sort of likened you 
in some weird way to the prison guard in the Shawshank Redemption who goes around killing people and wailing on people without recourse. Wow, is it my eyes? There was no linkage in any way, just the fact that she thought maybe, possibly, yeah. yep. that would be a good look for you, I think. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. So it's not the, frame, it's so not the yeah. size. If anyone doesn't know what Wigo looks like, just imagine a very tall Rick male in a prison oh, guard's oh, outfit. <laughs> well, well. He's dead. <laughs> With his hair. Rick now? <laughs> Imagine a zombie Rick Mayo. I'm very rigid. Yeah, circa 1993. I was going to say, if he wasn't about 30, 40 kilos, then. Yeah. Yeah, she said he'd need a montage of him just uh, doing his weights and. Running upstairs. To, yeah, running upstairs. And, I'd and need then, a full grey tracksuit. It'd be a full montage, too, of you actually beating on prisoners. But each time you cut back to the scene, the prisoner would get bigger as well. So the oh, first okay. one, you'd just be wailing on a very... <laughs> a child. A thief, very small, maybe 70-year-old lifer, yep. just wailing on him. Yep. And then he would gradually... A librarian. Be, yeah. Oh, yeah. librarian. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then as you went further on, it would be the, the, the knuckle taps, yep. neck taps, just some yeah, nasty... On him. Yeah. Yeah, KKK man. With everyone standing around yep. you just going, and you saying, bring it on. Yeah. And what you did intimate too is that your uniform would actually get tighter on you too. It was very disturbing. Just, okay. The more you worked out, because you would just keep the original uniform. Wow. But then you also. So she thought up. a lot yes. about it. She thought a lot about it, yeah. I like, I like the fact that your wife's thinking about me getting in shape. Working out. And yeah. completely changing my personality. Yeah, and then beating <laughs> up on people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Who was, who was that? That was my thought process. That was yeah. My, that's my yeah. brain going, well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. So, yeah, that, was, that was the conversation my wife had was Wiggins beaten, ruining men with his big black truncheon. That's wow. what, that was the phallic, phallic, isn't it? That was I think she's, I, yeah, I think this is a completely different story. You other people. Yeah. So, is everything okay in your household, porn, right? Matt, at the moment? What's, uh... It is a porno, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I may have embellished and encouraged it along <laughs> along the way. Oh, uh, it was the, the last... And like, then he takes his shirt off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah then he takes his shirt mm-hmm. off. Yeah, that's what I said to her. The basic year, just imagine yeah. him... Am I, am I in the She's corner? at your house. We've got to even more elaborate. She's yeah. at your house talking to your wife, and you come in the door with yeah. your shirt straining because you've bolted up. Okay, so I don't actually... I don't open the door. I just block <laughs> straight through the Yeah, and you right, say, yeah. Daddy's home. Yep. And then, yeah, she says, Oh, my God, look at that big like truncheon of yours, and yep. they let you carry this around. Yep. Tell me about the men you've ruined with this. Yep. All those bad men. Yep. <laughs> Merry Christmas, yep. everyone. <laughs> Anna. Bath. Oh. Yeah. It was the, the last 15 minutes of a six-hour road trip, so I think, yeah, the conversation had <laughs> come to right at that point. Yeah, I had an interesting experience this week, obviously, new bub, but... um. Yeah, we're doing a bit of, we're changing the nappy, doing a bit of tummy time. Flipped her over. And while she was flipped over, she did some kind of foamy poo. Have you ever watched the foamy poo? Foamy poo. I don't mean just like a little bit of. Oh, yeah. This was literally like they bubbled a fresh cream gun and filled it with mustard and then just. Started piping that stuff straight out of a bunhole, and it was. Uh, so, oh, I was hoping so, someone had someone had unzipped a bean bag. That's exactly that's exactly what I was. I was trying to think of other metaphors, 
Um, but so was it, it was bubbly? bubbly? It was all air. Oh. It was incredible. Like seriously, wow. it just like a like an arrow. It was, it was like the old arrow. Oh, yeah. It was like um, peppermint. Yeah, peppermint like arrow. Yeah. Coke in too quickly into Mustard a arrow spider. So you pull the, the spider, yeah, spider exactly. And the brown oh. foam just goes. It was like a very dense brown foam. That's exactly what it was like, and it kind of dissipated. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. For, I've, I've had that. Oh, well, I haven't had it. Luckily. But um, no, I've, I've, some of my kids, I remember doing a bit of that. I believe it's caused by the heat, Ellis. Yeah, the dehydration does weird stuff to their yeah. fecal matter. To their biz. And uh, it, yeah, it sends it out as oh, in a foam, awesome. like shaving foam. Or, ah, yeah. As it comes out, it expands. Unshaken. Oh, no, that would be uh, overshaken. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I thought it was something that you would appreciate. Because I thought I'd never seen. Such a foamy turd in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been uh, dead. Not been bro. That's right. <laughs> the f- the foamy turd like that would be that would be an interesting wipe. In that, I would imagine that it would continue floating back up to the surface. Yeah, you'd expand and lift you off. So well, you'd, you'd float, and then another little bit of it's foam would like, come out. It's not like Charlie like, the Chocolate Factory. Well, it's, you don't it's, like lick it and then go down into the space. <laughs> I tried it like, Did you lick it? Uh, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get sliced to death by a fan. No, you don't want that. These horse fans, you've gone too hard. Yeah. You stole fuzzy yeah. lip turds. <laughs> yeah, which had to be cleaned exactly right. Oh, <laughs> never experienced that myself, but yeah, it's my kids have had it. Yeah, frothy turds, frothy turds, like soda stream effect. No, but oh. I think that was it. Like once mm. you, it's very similar to the spider. When you went for the wipe, it just it dissipated into nothing. It was it was all air. <laughs> you wipe the spider. What do you mean? Well, you know how a, fo- a, a spider's foam you know, it, it goes over the top, uh-huh. so you wipe it. Ah, as right. soon as something other than... Yeah, it the, collapses. The, yeah, it collapses in on itself. There's very little liquid mm-hmm. in there yeah. for the amount of scared that it takes up. Gaseous. I'm going to look that up. I'll Ooh. get back to you at a later time. All right. <laughs> so, re-spider. Re-spider to... <laughs> There's a Venn diagram about I don't spiders. know if I look up spider to what it's going to come up with. <laughs> yeah. Foamy spider turd, I believe, is what we're looking for. Well, we're awaiting Uh, result number one. Apparently, in my Google search history, I've already looked up the phrase bird, turd, spider. (laughs) Click on that and see where that comes up. Why does my child have a blue stool? Maybe they drank something blue. Oh, yeah, they did. That's excellent. Well done, parents. I love Google, Doctor. Oh, here we go. Here we go, young fella. The idea behind it's mainly caused by mucus, Ellis. Clear foam or or stool foam is mostly likely mucus, which is normally produced in the bowel. More noticeable in some people in warm weather. Uh, if on, if not accompanied by any pain or fever, it's benign. So it's bowel mucus, not not yep. mouth or nose mucus, but bowel mucus. She had a cold. Sometimes wow. when they're when they're very young and they have any kind of cold, they just swallow them. Like, you know, you know, like the bowel mucus that you produce. Like you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's like it's yeah. produced in the bowel. It's a sprinkle over. You could have that on your tube sandwich. Is that a cappuccino? 
Extra Balfour. Nice. <laughs> scones with jam and Balfour. Just like deconstructed scones, isn't it? <laughs> Is this part of the podcast? I'm not sure what's going on anymore. Oh, no, it's cream fresh. I'm just looking up Balfour. It's amazing. All right. Great isn't, news. Isn't he the monster from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Balfour. The Balfour. <laughs> Except you will pass, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's two end of the uh, two ends of the spectrum oh, right there. Are we still? Anyway, are we? Are we burn all our Balfoam gear? Really tell us more about children, that. Ellis. Yeah, we, we were Excuse meant to be me. talking about Christmas. Has uh, has having a, a newborn child rekindled anything? Uh, probably new with Christmas. Less. Christmas less with cheer and that. Working with a bunch of six-year-olds, six and seven-year-olds, like you know, that's a pretty, mm. that's a pretty full-on thing. It's always very exciting, and they're all very well aware and still have that lovely, innocent joy associated with Christmas. Which yeah, mm. it is. It is quite nice to be around. They making paper chain things to hang um, off the Christmas tree. Nah. Bar humbug. Bar humbug says Wiggins. Uh, we've been. Wiggins has a tree with absolutely no foliage on it. To winter tree. Winter tree. Like you made some cotton yeah. ball Santas and colour paper <laughs> reindeer. That was better. Oh, lots, lots of busy work going on. That's me. It's pretty good. My, um, I think I might have mentioned it to you in passing during the week, but my daughter, uh, she's seven, and I think I've got maybe, this might be the last year. I can see very, very much next year her just going, Santa thing's a big, mm. big load of shit, isn't it? But she did ask me the other day, just out of the blue, is a tooth fairy real? Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the, her point was she didn't reckon the tooth fairy were real. It just seemed, didn't seem like it was possible or it made any sense to her. Mm. Um, she said maybe all dads sleepwalk and put money under their kids' pillows. So do you think she was being polite mm. by saying mm. that? No, she's not that. She's not polite in any way. That was just a theory she came up with. And, of course, when I said, like, eh, no, that doesn't sound right, she said, well, you wouldn't know because you're sleepwalking. I was like, uh. Yeah. uh, I didn't want to say, no, you're wrong. It's a little fairy that comes in and puts coins under your pillow. Yeah, a little fairy. Yeah, stop being stupid. Yeah, that's right. It's a fairy that flies in and takes your tooth, takes it somewhere and... Replaces it with a coin, but yeah, I, re- I reckon next year she'll be. She'll probably go. Mm, this all seems highly unlikely. This Santa malarkey. Now, there is. I know of a family where the thirteen, nearly fourteen-year-old son still still, still in, in Santa. Now that's what I was going to ask you. Like, when did you when did you bail on that? I think I must have been about six to seven. Was pretty much yeah. Yeah. I think I was older. I think I was probably because we we would spend a lot of time at Christmas with older um, relatives. So I'm pretty sure that. So yeah, I reckon I probably would have been nine or ten. Mm, I think I was. Yeah, about 10. I, I don't know. I think that I was early. early. I I think that by that stage I was starting to read like more imaginative books and stuff like that. And there was like that critical thinking thing of what's real and what's not and what's possible and plausible mm. and that kind of thing. I think that I, I had that, that you know, the almost latent belief in Santa where you don't actually believe that 
he brings the presence, but yeah. you believe in the spirit of sense yeah. type thing. And oh, that's from watching a lot of 80s sitcoms, that's right. I believe, Ellis. <laughs> There's no way that you could get through an episode of Different Strokes without getting that message, you know, while the Santa, while Santa yeah, himself Santa. may not exist. Everyone yeah. says, yeah. yeah, Santa doesn't exist, and then all of a sudden there's... As a kindly old man. Yeah. They'll go outside. No, he is the... Wigan Swindon, when did you lose your innocence? <laughs> Same episode of... I'm keen for it. Yeah, yeah. The, um, okay, so it, back to Christmas. I, I, one of, okay, so one of the happiest memories I have of oh, Christmas... This is nice, yep. ...is when my cousin dressed up as Santa... Oh. ...and at, well, probably would have been, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night... Christmas Eve... Christmas Eve, walked down the street that we grew up in and my my sister, who was probably five at the time. So, like, I, I remember that because she, like, she pissed her pants. Like, she didn't actually piss her pants, but you know how when someone gets that excited, she would have only been five or six, but got so excited because we were hiding around the corner and she could see him, just had this perfect view of Santa oh. walking down the street, coming to give her presents. And it was awesome. Like, I'll always remember that because it was just a, it was a wonderful thing oh. to have happen. Oh. And, um, uh, yeah, and so I try to remember that when I'm... Being grinchy old. <laughs> so everyone, everyone else knew that it was your cousin. Yes. Yes. But it was all for Claire's, it was all, all for, for your Claire. sister's benefit. All for Claire. Oh, well, that's just the, the spirit of Christmas right there, isn't that's it? That's right. Yep. That was good. That was fun times. And we also had some very fun times on Christmas night mm. at that house. Some of my, that, fa- that photo always pops up of the four of us oh, yes. at, uh, on the deck at my mum's house. We'll have to put that up. They always sang and danced and... Your, a lot of singing. Your mum's and her sisters always danced. Yep. What was the name of their... They had a band, didn't they? Was it a band or a, a dance troupe? It was a dance troupe. Cool. You remember what it was called? I can't remember. Mum will know. I'll As get always. that before the weekend. Why, where's your memory at? Where is it? I got it. Sticky dates. Sticky dates. <laughs> and they always got up and did a few dances, the sticky dates, for some weird reason. Is it? Now, I've got a story that I... I checked in with with my dad about today because it's a legendary story oh and uh on my other podcasts the chattering classes when i do interview him that'll be one of the lead off stories but i'll get in there early oh that'll be fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah but i'll tell it i'll tell it here in a short version um one christmas eve he used to work at a bank in the glory days of the 80s where drinking was roundly encouraged, and especially you, if you had to work Christmas Eve, then I believe you finish work at 9.45, I think he said, was the, when morning tea began. <laughs> so you'd go... The bank was open for 45 minutes. <laughs> well, he worked in the, like in the higher end of it, I guess. Oh, I uh, so he didn't work in a branch at that point. So he's in Sydney, on, in George Street, in the main street finance district. And you're going to work and then someone would crack something at 9.45 for morning tea. Someone. Someone would. <laughs> and then you would go out for lunch and then and my dad's uh, favourite saying about like 
Friday lunch, lunches or long lunches or anything like that was, if you have to come back, then don't go. So if you go out for lunch, yeah. then don't, if you, you don't go back to the office. Okay. So he, he went out for lunch, uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, and then while he was having lunch, uh, well, drinking a lot, um, a friend of his said, oh, so-and-so is back in town. He'd been overseas for like uh, a year, but he'd come back only a day earlier. So my dad rang him. And he, was, he said, oh, I can't get to Sydney, but I'm down at St. George League's Club um, having my Christmas lunch. So Dad said, oh, I'll meet you there. So down he went to the, to the League's Club to do some more Christmas lunching till all hours of the evening. And then he said, oh, I better leave so I can catch the last train home. Uh, but the last train home was missed or there was track work and he stopped at Strathfield which is three stops out of Sydney, basically, and he lives an hour out of Sydney. Uh, so he went from Strathfield and caught a cab to Hornsby So because he, he knew there was often a train that would leave from Hornsby. But when he got there, he was told, no, it's Christmas Eve. That train doesn't run. So he hitchhiked. So by oh, this wow. stage, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. So he hitchhiked. No mobile phones. No in mobile that, phones. Uh, it's nineteen eighty-three or four. He said. Oh, so I'm oh. I was four, three or four. I'm the youngest. Uh, so he then hitchhiked, uh, but then he's hitchhiking along a busy highway where no one's stopping because they're all doing one hundred and ten k's an hour, uh, and he walked for a good three hours hitchhiking. He got picked up and driven maybe five k's down the road, <laughs> and then he eventually. Uh, realised that he'd been walking so long that he was better off hitchhiking back to the train <laughs> station because the five, the five o'clock train was due in at any stage. So he hitchhiked back to a phone booth, called a cab, got the cab back to Hornsby Station, got on the 505 train. Oh, my God. Where he proceeded to catch the train home to Woi Woi Station Get a, get a cab home, crawl into bed, and five minutes later, the children came in oh. to start Christmas morning. Wow. So, yes, that's the story of him racing Santa home <laughs> for Christmas morning. <laughs> so that's what he did on Christmas, one Christmas uh, morning. Oh, the legend. Did you get a bunch of uh, coasters for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, why they love St. George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like George Coasters with cigarette ash all over them. Oh. <laughs> Would have been many, a, many an ashtray back there. But he oh. said, yeah, mum had put out all the presents. and So then they come out. Yeah, all the kids wake up. Yep. <laughs> he said mum's giving him death stares, horrid death stares throughout the thing. But he's like, hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> I am full of cheer. Why is mum so angry? It's oh, Christmas, mum. Well, because Santa drank all the beer. Can't you smell all the alcohol stench in the room? He must have no spilled it into the carpet. Though. I think he must have soaked it up by that point. Oh. Six hours to get home. How's that walk? Fucking hell. Yeah, he walked uh, many a mile. So I asked him today, I was like, did you, did you go back to bed? And he's like, eh, I don't know. I was only like 33. He says, 33? Yeah. Ugh. Still, but yeah, he just, I think he just pushed through the hangover. Wow. So he raced him home, but he said, yeah, Christmas was always a dicey affair. Yes. If, if you had to work Christmas Eve, it was always like, oh dear. We'll have to check back and see 
So how old were you? Four. Yeah, three or four. Okay, so it's like eighty-two. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who was out that that year. So I wonder what he got to watch on Boxing Day. <laughs> oh, cricket one. Yeah, what, what team? He wouldn't watch it. He did tell me another one where he went out for a long lunch. Might have been the following year where he, where <laughs> Mum was like, "You better be fucking <laughs> home." And so he got wasted early. Yep. And was asleep on the lounge at home at about six thirty. Passed out. With all the kids excited about At least Christmas. he was at home. Yeah, he was home. He was a good dad. He's off his face. <laughs> Completely off his face, yeah. So that's, that's the Christmas story that gets passed around. I actually have Christmas Eve off this year, so oh, I think I'm going to... Um, let's go I'm to Sydney, Wiggins. We're going to Pete Barriott. We're going to go to St. George. St. George Leagues? Yeah, St. George yeah. Leagues Club. And then um, Catch the last train. Yeah. Try Beatty's time <laughs> up, the, up the freeway. <laughs> You got to go the old Pacific Highway route. I have though. to turn on the ghost, uh, the ghost thing, so that there's a ghost of Pete Barry walking <laughs> just in front of me that I need to chase. All oh, right, all the way. All right, it's yeah. Not it's over and it's it's not Mario Kart. <laughs> That's what I was thinking into, Alice. Thank you. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Pete Barry Kart. That's the best. Ellis, have you got a Christmas story? Uh, not really. Christmas is always a very... Is it about Jesus? I don't know. I never... Uh, I, did, I did like Christmas when I was a kid, but um, I think that... It's a cycle, Ellis. You'll find that very soon. You go through a cycle. I believe Wiggins is on the other side of it where... So when you're a kid, you love it, and then you figure out that Santa's not real and it's all a joke, and then you become cynical, shitty teenager where you're like, it's all... Well, I think it's all the... Did you ever have Christmas in the UK, Natty? Yeah. You had a couple? Uh, oh, I had one in the UK and one in nice. one in the States. They're both full of enormous Did amounts of food. Did you ever do the, the Christmas oh, like, oh. pub run? On... No, we were lucky on uh, when I was over there. My The guy I lived with, Craig, his girlfriend was from a very well-off family in Northern Ireland. And so we went there for Christmas and it was like the most amount of food and alcohol mm. and luxury I've ever had at Christmas, so. Wow, I mean, but they, they do do a bit. They do do a lot of drinking on Christmas Day. I mean, it's cold too. That's the that's mm. the benefit. Is that you can just get whammed inside. It's all based around watching TV mm. and eating and drinking. Well, there was the thing in I don't know. It was it happened? I so I had it in London and I had it in Edinburgh as well. But there are like certain designated pubs which are open from midday. Till four o'clock, oh. Oh. and so these pubs wow. are just jam packed full of like all the locals and everything like that. Especially the one in Edinburgh was phenomenal. So they just had all the locals just come, and it was like heaving between midday and four, where mm. everyone would just get four absolutely as drunk as possible, and then stumble home <laughs> for Christmas lunch. And it was it was awesome. It was really really cool fun. Oh, it was just wow. it's just kind of those little strange like over here, everything's kind of shut up, so it's always just kind of going to. Friends and family and that kind of stuff. Whereas over there, the big tradition was you wake up, yeah. you have some, that- and you open your presents, and then it's just on for young and old until you pass out at some point later on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to church. I actually went to church on Christmas Day that year to stop myself from getting completely fucking wasted <laughs> because they were cracking the champagne again at like ten thirty in the morning. And then someone said, oh, we've got to go to church. And I was like, oh, me and my mate Craig were like, let's go to church. Otherwise, we'll stay here and drink the eight bottles of champagne that yep. they want us to drink. 
and uh, then vomit. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I love that's my favorite thing about Christmas. I find is that I drink a hell of a lot on Christmas Day, and I never seem to get drunk nice. in the normal sense. You're just eating and drinking all day. On the twenty seventh, yeah, this year. Oh, the G Kwong. I'm gonna be so fucking maggot. <laughs> This is an Angry Chimp podcast. <laughs>